Welcome to the When I Am Weak podcast. My name is Bethany Sloan and I am your host. So, uh, funny thing, tonight I am recording out of my car. <laughs> I have two very young and active boys uh, in the house with their dad tonight. So, um, I'm recording out of the comfort of my vehicle, so just so you know, I thought that was kind of funny, but um, tonight I wanted to talk about beginnings and, um, and just the word new, the word beginning and the word new, because um, we are beginning an, a new year. And so I wanted to go through different scriptures that talk about the word beginning and the word new and um, how God has used beginning and new through scripture and then just kind of tie that in with um, the new year. Um, It's January 2021 and um, we, some of us are excited that it's a new year and some of us are scared and nervous. And so I just, I want to talk about how God has used, um, that word new and how God has word has used that word beginning, um, through scripture and, um, and what that means for us as we enter a new year. So, um, in John one, one through five, Um, It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And then Genesis 1, 1 through 4 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. So um, both of those scriptures talk about the beginning, the the beginning of the world. or creation. Um, And in the beginning of creation, the Holy Spirit of God was hovering over the deep darkness. As we are beginning a new year, do we, will we, believe that that same Holy Spirit that hovered over the deep darkness on the first day of creation is also hovering over the deep darkness of our year? And not just the darkness of 2020, Not just the darkness of what has been, but the darkness that is to come, even in 2021. Jesus is the light, and in him there is no darkness. But that doesn't mean he can't or is not present with us in our darkness. In Matthew, Jesus says, I will be with you always to the very end of the age, which means every single day and every single year, whether good or bad. He is with us. Jesus is present with us in this dark world, inviting us to walk with him as he leads us through the dark valleys 
As it says in Psalms 23, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Jesus is with us even in the darkest years and seasons. We can all agree that uh, 2020 was a dark year. And as John 1 says, God does speak light into our darkness. But that light is not 2021. That light is Jesus Christ. The idea that 2021 is going to be better than the year 2020 is not concrete truth. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So going to him for light and truth is a concrete foundation no matter what the future holds. In Genesis 1, God speaks literal light into the literal darkness. But in John chapter 1, Jesus is the spiritual light in the darkness of our own human hearts. The Greek definition for light in John chapter 1 means truth and the source of human wisdom, especially the saving truth embodied in Christ and by his love and effort imparted to mankind. So the truth of Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. No matter how dark dark our year gets, we can still trust in the truth of Jesus to shine in the darkness and know that the darkness of this world cannot overcome Jesus because Jesus has already overcome the world. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation, I can say words, (laughs) of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And then in verse 10 of that, same chapter Hebrews 1 it says in the beginning there's that that phrase again in the beginning Lord you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands Jesus was with God in the beginning creation is the work of his hands and he continues to to sustain all things by his powerful word We are celebrating the beginning of a new year, and many people are relieved that the year 2020 is over, while hopeful for the year 2021. But I fear the hope of many is not in something trustworthy or solid. Yes, 2020 was hard, and yes, it is good to rejoice when hard seasons or years have passed. But what makes us so sure that 2021 will be that different? As we celebrate the new year, what are we really putting our hope in? If we are putting our hope in the new year, isn't that setting ourselves up for disappointment? Could putting our hope in 2021 be in a way worshiping the creation over the creator? I mean, it is just a number. There's going to be many more years and many more numbers. It's just, it's just a year. It's just a number. Romans 1 25 says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather, rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. 
beginnings are good and we especially love the idea of beginning a new year because maybe it means new or improving circumstances. But I keep thinking back to that um, Genesis chapter 1 verse. In the beginning, in the beginning wasn't good because of the circumstances. In the beginning was good because of God. God is so good and creation wouldn't be good without him. The light wouldn't be good without the voice of God speaking it into existence. And in fact, the light wouldn't even exist without God. So we can see 2021 as good, not because of hopeful circumstances or a change in what, what has happened, but because our good God is there. God is light and he is walking ahead of us in the storm of life. He's beginning new things and he's working, but our hope isn't built on what he is creating. Our hope is built on him. I think of the lyrics to the song Cornerstone. It's a, a very famous song and we sing it a lot in our um, church. And it says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. That verse, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, really sticks out to me. But what is our sweetest frame? What is my sweetest frame? What is your sweetest frame? What do we so naturally put our trust in more than Jesus? Maybe it's the new year, a new job, a new house, money, political movements, the government, your spouse, your family, your ministry, or even your church. All of these things are important and have purpose, but none of them are Jesus. There's another uh, phrase that I really like in that song. Um, well, just the, the idea that, that he is the cornerstone, Christ alone cornerstone. That really is a picture of Jesus is the foundation. So Jesus is the foundation of our hope. 2021 cannot be the foundation of our hope because guaranteed your hope is going to fall. Like it's going to crash. We can't make a year or um, new circumstances, the changing of a season be our cornerstone or make that our foundation of, of hope because that's not a solid foundation. We need to put our hope in Christ alone because he's never going to let us down. We can be assured that any beginning God creates is good because God is good, but we need to put our faith in the creator of new things, not in the new things themselves. If you simply put your faith in the year 2021, you most likely will be disappointed or already have been just within the first few weeks. Don't put your faith in the new year. Put your faith in the one who makes all things new. God is making all things new. And scripture has a lot to say about that. So 
let's dig into the word new. We talked about um, in the beginning. So let's talk about that word new. We're going to go through a few scriptures here. So bear with me. Revelation 21, 1 through 7 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. There will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. I love that phrase. God said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost. For the spring of the water of life, those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. I love that God says, I am making everything new. But like I said before, Our hope isn't in the creation that he is making, the new things that he is making. We can find joy in those things, but there's a difference between joy and hope. If we put our hope in the new things God is creating, well, it's, it's just gonna, it's not the same as putting our hope in Jesus. It's going to be a disappointment. Because the new things that he's creating can't be our God. Um, They're just created things. It's just circumstances. It's things of this world. Our hope needs to be in Jesus. We can find joy in the things that he is making new. I have a lot of joy in things that God is doing. but, But I can't put my hope in that. Because maybe the things that God is creating, that I am making everything new, maybe that his idea of what that looks like or what that's going to be doesn't necessarily match up with what my daydream of that is. So it's good to have dreams and um, to, um, I don't know, to dream big or to... um, to find joy in the things that God is doing, but um, but sometimes our expectation of of what we want God to create, of what we want God to change in this world in this year, twenty twenty one, what what we expect God to change in the year twenty twenty one may not be what the God's Um, plan is or what he sees as the big picture like what we see we just see like pieces of of God's plan but we don't see the big picture God sees the big picture and so um we can't just put our hope in our expectation of God we need to put our hope in God 
Because if we put our hope in the expectation of God's going to change this situation or God's going to change this circumstance, 2021 is going to be better because we expect God to make 2021 better. Like that's setting yourself up for disappointment. First of all, you don't, you don't really actually know if 2021 is going to be better or if God's going to change those situations or circumstances because you're not God. I'm not God. So I don't actually know what God is going to change and what he isn't going to change. But, um, also that's just setting up ourselves to have a, um, a faith that isn't stable really. So then when God doesn't meet our expectations, we're very tempted to blame God and say, God, why didn't you fix this? I thought 2021 was supposed to be better. God, why didn't you, why didn't you step in? Why didn't you do anything? Like, I thought you were going to fix this. Well, God never said he was going to make 2021 better. God never said he's going to fix this or that situation. Those are your expectations. These are my expectations of what we want God to do. And if God doesn't meet them, that doesn't mean that God isn't good. It just means that our vision wasn't the same as God's. God is still working and God still sees the big picture and he has a plan. But we need to put our hope in God and not our, we can't put our hope in our expectations of God. So, um, so the next verse I want to read to you is Ephesians 4, 21 through 24, which says, When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The word new in both of these passages, Revelation 21 and Ephesians 4, in Greek means new, which as recently made is superior to what it succeeds. Also, God brings all things into a new and better condition. So heaven will be superior to the life we live here. Um, Revelation was talking about that. But until we get there, we need to keep our eyes on the one who is superior, and that's Jesus Christ. When we put our eyes on Jesus as superior or more important than the problems of this world, he creates in us a new attitude, which is what Ephesians 4 was talking about, a new attitude and a new way of thinking, which is superior to our own way of thinking, because this new way of thinking comes from the mind of Christ rather than our own human and flawed mind. One cross-reference first to this definition of new is found in Ezekiel 36, 26 through 28, which says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and... Um, I will, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I give your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. 
I love that. You will be my people and I will be your God. We can't make 2021 our God. We can't make the expectation of changing circumstances our God. We can't make movements our God. We can't make the government our God. We can't make um, the president our God. We can't make even um, the church leaders our God. Um, we, we belong to God. We are the people of God and we need to put all of our hope and our trust in him. Even if 2021 doesn't look any different from 2020, like our hope is not in the changing circumstances. Our hope is in God. So our hope, our hope isn't in the new year. Our living hope is in Jesus and the new heart he is creating in us. Whether circumstances are good or bad in the year 2021, we can still stand with confident joy because our trust is in Jesus Christ and what he is creating on the inside of our hearts despite the circumstances surrounding the outside. Don't let the circumstances of this world encourage or discourage your heart, but rather go to the creator on a daily in prayer, trusting he will give you renewed strength every single time you do. I'm not huge on um, on uh, New Year's resolutions. I don't usually make them. Um, but one that I started a few years ago was just to make time in my day for Jesus. And I'm not really good at making it the same time every day. Like some people, they're really good at okay, at this time every day, I'm going to spend time with Jesus. And um, maybe it's in the morning or in the evening before they go to bed. And so I'm not really good at staying consistent with what time of the day I'm spending with Jesus. But the last two years, I have been consistent on spending time in prayer and spending time reading God's word, reading the Bible every single day. I have made it a priority and just that alone has has given me hope, has given me joy, has strengthened my relationship with Jesus and um, my faith. My faith is stronger because of that. So if you don't have a New Year's resolution yet um, or are like me and you don't usually make them, this is a good one to make. How can I spend time with Jesus every single day this year? Whether it's just listening to um, the Bible being read to you on the Bible app while you're driving your kids um, to soccer practice or whatever, like um, just make time for it. Make time for it Um, and talk to God. Spend some time praying and talking to God. Car rides are a great time to do that. Um, When I'm driving, I'm praying. Um, or when my kids are sleeping, I'm praying. Um, so I just, I try to find quiet moments, those little spaces in my day when the kids are quiet, that is a a time that I can spend with Jesus. I can talk to Jesus. I can read his word. I can listen for his voice. And that really just made all the difference in, in my walk with, with God and in my faith. So 
Um, I just wanted to throw that out there that if you do not have a New Year's resolution, um, make spending more time with Jesus part of it. (laughs) Um, So the last scripture I wanted to read was Jeremiah 31. Um, Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 31 through 33 says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord, this is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Again, there's that phrase. I will be their God and they will be my people. That new covenant that Jeremiah talks about is our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It is by faith in Jesus that we are saved, that we find real hope, joy, and peace. Nothing else can save us from this present darkness. So why even try to put our hope or faith in anything else? Jesus is the only way. Jesus is our our hope, even in this dark world. He is always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And we, we will never be disappointed if we put our hope and trust in him. So that is what I have for you tonight. Um, stay tuned, though. I am going to do um, a two-part series talking about marriage in lieu of Valentine's Day. And the first one will be posted on Monday, January 25th, and then the second on Monday, February 1st. Um, The theme of this series, but also question that I want you to ponder is, why did God create marriage? So just think about that question. Why did God create marriage? I am in no way an expert on marriage, nor am I the perfect spouse, but I do believe the Bible has a lot to say about marriage that is worth digging into and learning from. And uh, this past November, actually, me and my husband celebrated 10 years of marriage, and so I thought, um, just what a good topic to talk about in lieu of, you know, celebrating 10 years of marriage and Valentine's Day coming up um, next month. Um, I just want to take a few episodes to to talk about marriage, to read what God's word says about marriage, and to learn together. So um, join me January 25th as we learn together why God created marriage in the first place and what his word has to say about it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My name is Bethany Sloan, and this is the When I'm Weak podcast.